gentlemen, welcome to the Flagrant Three. I'm your host Seth Horton, joined by Chat the Chat Daddy Chapman. Good to be here. Wow, first app. And Luke Glidewell. Honestly, first podcast. Getting hype about it. <laughs> welcome to our inaugural and in, inaugural and in, in our first episode of the podcast. <laughs> uh, we just came up with the name, the Flagrant Three. It was honestly, it was our last idea, and we were just tired of trying to think of a name. Uh, subject to change. TBD, Boxing One. I wanted Boxing One. Neither of them liked it because it's not a good name. It's not. It's no. No. All right. Anyway, you guys don't care about that. And honestly, neither do we. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, you want to. So let's get right into this. Gentlemen, what do we have on the docket today? So we have, first up, uh, greatest on-court moment. All right. So right now... Let's get a little personal. Listener, listener, I want you to lean in close. Give me your ear. Get ready for some basketball-level ASMR. All right. We're going to go over some of our greatest on-court achievements as players because one of us played high school basketball, one of us played golf and is a basketball <laughs> fan, and the other one is Chap Daddy. Um <laughs> So, who wants to go first? Nose goes. I go first. All uh, right. <laughs> this is Luke. Um, so, um, my greatest on-court moment happened my junior year in college. I was... <laughs> Jeez. I was... Uh, Luke played college basketball, everyone. Uh, yeah, for intramurals. Uh, <laughs> on the worst team, I think, ever. Uh, we only won one game, and it was because I hit a game winner with... Tenths of a second left from the elbow. Can you walk me through the play, Luke? Like, did somebody set you up on a pass? Did you, like, step back and get open? What happened? So, yeah, it was... uh, Imagine, like, the most chaotic basketball moment you can um, with a missed up and down on the guy that passed to me. Ooh. So, while... So you shouldn't have taken the shot. No, the shot shouldn't have counted. So while everyone was arguing about... The call not being called, the other team, I hit an open jumper and sunk it. And uh, <laughs> won 26 to 24, scored overtime. Overtime? Yeah. 26 to 24. <laughs> Christ. How long were these quarters? Like two minutes? Uh, yeah, there were uh, 20 minute halves. <laughs> <laughs> when I say uh, awful intramural team, that was the only game we won. So yeah, uh, I I played and, and in the hold same. on really quick, just to clarify, when you say it's the only game you won, you mean in all four years of college, like the only basketball game we won as that team, ever, ever, yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. That's what I needed to know. Yeah, I played in the same like lower division intramural team in college, and, or in that same league, and it was it was very bad. Yes, <laughs> I. <laughs> I was one of the best players on my team one year, and that that should tell you something. Is that um, true? I think he was pretty good. I was a lockdown defender, and I got lucky and hit a few threes. That hurts my That's soul. All I did. That genuinely hurts my soul a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Chap was a lower division intramural KG. So good God! <laughs> all right, all right, Chap. I have a feeling yours is gonna be about the time you blocked Shaq when you're in middle school. Yes. I was in fifth grade 
We were playing on 11 foot rims and I blocked Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> it was a one on one tournament. They had us on 11 foot rims because it was like me, Shaq, Hakeem. I believe KG might have been there. I don't remember. But basically, the 10 foot rims were too short for us. Yeah. If I remember well, I correctly, stuck them at the rim. if I remember correctly, you swatted it so hard that it went full court into the other basket. Is that right? Okay. The real story is that it rimmed out. People have embellished it to say that it went in. But beautiful. beautiful. That's my greatest on-court moment. Is that actually your greatest on-court moment? Something that we made up like three years ago? <laughs> it is. But I guess my greatest real life on-court moment was the time in fifth grade. I'm like six foot two now. I've grown like three inches since fifth grade. So I was a giant fifth grader. And I was good at defense because I was 12 inches taller than everyone else. And so I went one full eight-game season without the opposing center scoring any of the time I was in the game. And it was a lot of fun. I wish there would have been Defensive Player of the Year awards in that upward week. But <laughs> Lord. All right. Well... I want to put this out there first before I say anything else. I was a high school athlete at five foot five, one hundred and fifteen pounds. Um, I played a lot of soccer, a lot of football. Uh, grew up playing baseball, all that kind of stuff. Uh, grew up just south of Atlanta, just street ball all the time, and I played high school basketball. At five foot five, played six games my senior year of thirty, <laughs> and uh, it was rough. It was a rough time. My coach hated me. I actually, I'm I'm a good shooter and a good defender, but I am small, so you just like can't play me a ton. And I get that. That's fine. But uh, I, I have a difficult time. There's my favorite on court moment and my best on court moment. Which one do you guys want? I want both. Actually, yeah, give them both. All right. So my best on-court moment, we were playing a team that I think had one player under six foot. Uh, the rest of them were six, six two, six three around around that height. Uh, and I come in at five foot five, 45 seconds left in the game, and I grab a board, a steal, a layup, and an assist. <laughs> it was insanity. Uh quadruple single if you will a quadruple single what was was the final score close remotely no <laughs> it was not even close oh boy but we we actually had a pretty decent team we had a couple guys throwing alley-oops to each other and wow. stuff like that yeah so that's perfect so it's my favorite moment um we had a guy we had our point guard his name was jamay and he throws up an alley-oop to our tallest guy, who I think it was like 6'5 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dude could leap out of the freaking building. And he throws an alley-oop. They slam it. Crowd goes wild. Coach sends me to the scorer's table. And the entire <laughs> gym erupts. <laughs> <laughs> I get out there. There's about 10 seconds left in the game. They pass me the ball. The other team just leaves me completely <laughs> alone from three. We're up by 20, mind you. And I'm like... Shooter was there a shot clock? No, shot clock was dead. Ooh. Shooter's gonna shoot. 
I hit the three. Don't leave me open. If you don't want me burying a three, come up on me. Guard me. I don't care there's 10 seconds left. We're up by 21. Let's go up by 24. Mamba, what do you want from me? That's that's a rough look for my guy, Jin. Dude. The sportsmanship category. Do, do you understand how much enjoyment the crowd got out of it? I mean, you were a showman. I am a showman. You gotta give the people what they want. But I need you to understand, I buried that three and immediately got back on defense. Ten seconds left, I don't care. You ain't scoring on me. Good lord. What would that plus minus look like? My plus plus three that year, or that game. No, my plus minus was actually pretty decent. Um, I think I shot... I did not shoot a whole lot because I'm more of a pass first and defender. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. Like, I think I scored like six points a game. I probably shot sixty percent from three, uh, like fifty percent from two because I can't make a layup to save my freaking life. Because let's be honest, like chat, you've seen me play. Gladwell, you've seen me play a couple times. When I when I go for layups because I'm so short, they're just floaters off the backboard. Yeah. That's literally all my layups are. Yeah. And you're horizontally athletic, but just yeah. not vertically at all. Mm-hmm. I can jump. I'm just five foot five. <laughs> I don't know. There's not much else for me to do with that. So that was fun. What do we have next on the docket, Luke? Is this Blazers Grizz? Blazers. Yeah, we're gonna recap. Uh, first, I wanted to get your thoughts on Damian Lillard. All right. For context, we're recording this a few hours after the Blazers beat the Grizzlies yeah. um, in the NBA playing game. None of the stats count, apparently. It didn't actually they, happen. They count, but not towards playoffs or regular season. So, so they don't count at all. No. So they don't count. We're burning all of the footage. Yeah. No one was actually there. It's like the 100-point game. It happened, but we're not sure it happened. Fair. Fair. There's been, okay, leading up to this game, and then after this game, there's been an insane amount of hype around Damian Lillard. And don't get me wrong, I think Damian Lillard, wow, I think Damian Lillard is an amazing player. I also don't think he's as good as people think he is. Uh, And by that, I mean, he's going to be the best player on his team that never makes it past the first round. I mean... Second round. Yeah, he's made it... (laughs) <laughs> he's made it to the conference finals once. He's made it to the second round. Has he? Three or four times. Yeah, he made it to the conference finals last year. They got swept. But... They did get swept. It was the closest sweep of all time. They were up yeah, 15 in like three of the four games. But Rough. <laughs> Rough look for my guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever see Dan as a guy who's going to be the best player on a championship team. Yeah. Part of that is because he's not <clears throat> going to leave Portland, which... Hats off to him for that. Yeah. Which I mean, I mean, think about how many how many championship teams had a point guard as their best player on the team. Not many at all. Not many the at all. Seventy nine Supersonics with Dennis Johnson is one that comes to mind. And um, then like Jerry West and Magic the yeah. last couple of times. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's about it. That one's difficult to say though because Magic was also six foot nine. Yeah. And played center occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to be, almost impossible to be the best player in the game 
at anything under 6'6", which is how tall MJ was. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's ever been anyone to do it for more than a year or so at a time. Um, Steph Curry had that very Two brief years. run. Yeah, Jerry West um, was probably the best player in the league for a brief period of time. But yeah, outside of that, it's very rare if you ever see it at all. Yeah. I think point guard as a general position is one where you're going to constantly be in the top five best players of the league, top ten minimum. Um, but if you're the best player on your team, it's just so difficult to will yourself, you know, to a championship. I mean, you can look at all of the great point guards of their time. They either didn't lead their team to a championship or they had some very serious help. Even Magic had Kareem. Yeah. So... I need stuff. All, all of the respect in the world goes out to Dame. But also, Dame, shut the hell up. Like, bro, you get so many calls. So many. You had almost as many free throws as the entire Grizz team did today. And you still cried every single time your shot did not go in. Yeah, I just don't understand Dame being mad about, like... The couple of people who hate on him because Skip Bayless. Let's let's yeah, let's it's, not. It's just Skip. <laughs> let's it's not Skip and like a couple of players. Let's not beat around the bush here. And I mean, he's probably the most universally liked star in the NBA today. Um, maybe the most universally liked since Jordan. Like he's not a polarizing eh, figure. Isaiah Thomas from the Celtics. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's fair. People liked him because he was short. Yep. See, Jin. Hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand why he why he complains so much and wants... He's saying, put respect on my name, when people already respect yeah. him for the very good player that he is. No, I will say, he was underrated for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a good three, four years where people were sleeping on Lillard. And wrongfully so, because the man gets buckets. But at the same time, getting buckets is only half the game, and he and CJ may be the worst defensive backcourt in league history. That's saying a lot. Yeah. But But I don't think I'm that far off. Luke, what are your thoughts on Dame? You're a Grizzlies fan, so you have unique perspective, both from today and just past history with the Blazers. I think... uh... When I think of Dame, I think of kind of shots that I wouldn't take, um, but I've never been really good at basketball. But mainly just like how inefficiently I think he scores, and how he had a Harden-esque game today, and Harden gets hate for all the things that he does, but Dame does the same thing generally. I think it's a little bit different between James and uh, Lillard, because Lillard... Like, his entire game is not, you know, hinged on hunting for fouls. Yeah. Like Just, he, like, some of his game. Yeah. yeah, like, it's definitely a part of his game. But the thing is, if James Harden doesn't get to the line 14 times a game, you know, what does he get? Like, 12 points? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
But Dame, even though he didn't have a great game, he still had 30 points. Yeah, he and still like, had a really good game. Yeah, and 14 of those points came off of, you know, free throws, but he still hit threes. He still is a great passer, too. Yeah. yeah which is something people sleep on about. He's a really good passer. Yeah. yeah. People underrate his passing ability and just ability to get his teammates involved. This season, he was working with the worst supporting cast he's had his whole career with Nurkic hurt and with Collins Yeah, okay. Hurt. There we go. I was about to oh, say, they're, they're a decently built team. They just they dealt now. with injuries. Yeah. But yeah, when the injuries were going on, he was still averaging eight assists a game to yeah. a, honestly a bad team around him. CJ was his best player, and then after that, uh, I mean... And let's not Mello, pretend that CJ's not great. CJ's really good. CJ's yeah. really good. <laughs> CJ is very good, but I mean, he... He wasn't working with a lot, especially in the way of big guys who can actually get the ball in the hoop, which is generally yeah like mm-hmm. what the LeBrons, what the Trey Youngs rely on yeah. for assists, even Magic. So to yeah. average eight assists, a career high eight assists, with that kind of help around him, I thought was probably the most impressive thing he did this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I also think. Yeah. It says something about a player when you have to guard him immediately as he gets to half court. Not when he crosses it, mm-hmm. but as he gets to half court, you got to press up on him to stop him from dropping it in from the logo. I mean, that's insanity. Yeah, that, that is a very big sign of respect. Yeah, and then when we were watching the Nets game uh, the other day, and God, that was they just game. they just went into like guarding Lillard as soon as he crossed half court. I cannot wait to get into our playoff <laughs> preview because I want to talk about the Nets. <laughs> yeah, but me and Luke disagree about the logo Willard thing. You have said before, like, whenever he pulls up, it's not a good shot. Right? Yeah. Statistically think- speaking, like, on average, yes, that's a bad shot for the average player. Yeah, but, but for him, it's very good. Yeah, or at least a decent shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does shoot 43% on shots between 30 and 40 feet. Which Question is mark. I wild. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's... He hit more of those than anyone in league history this year, including Steph. Yeah. He had almost as many this year as Steph did in his entire career. Yeah. Which, again, is wild. Um, I mean, the thing is, at this point in 2020, no one's guarding out there for the most part. And so you'll be able to get a shot or two like that off a game and hit a decent percentage if you practice those yeah. consistently. But, I mean, next year they're going to have more film on him. They're going to game plan for that. And I don't think he'll have a year like that from that range. But that'll open up driving lanes where he can either get to the bucket or kick out to what will look like a pretty good team next year with Nurkic healthy with Collins healthy with Trent improving listen I'm very upset about the injuries to the trailblazers this year because as we shared in a Facebook we're so all three of us are in an NBA Facebook group together uh it's run by the ringer great group I recommend anyone that hears this to go check it out and chap had shared our season preview write-up that he and I did and I had so much faith in the Trailblazers because they had kept most of the team together and just added a couple of defensive pieces in Hassan Whiteside and uh, Hassan Whiteside. Um, <laughs> they did lose Harkless and Aminu, which I yeah. think was a bigger deal than a lot of people thought it was. That's definitely fair. Those 
those fringe guys, those fringe guys that come off the bench are so much more important than people give credence yeah. and to. And those two were actually two starters for them last year. Yeah. Believe it or not. I mean, they, they did a lot of work for that team in 2018-19. Mo Harkless was out there getting buckets. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Clippers got him and he sucked completely and I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That It happens. I mean, a la Avery Bradley leaving the Celtics yeah. and just dropping off the face of the planet entirely. Um, th- those kinds of things happen. Sometimes you get into a system or you get into a team or you're with a coach or something like that that really just brings out the best of your abilities. Yeah. It really highlights you. I mean, it's the same reason why Evan Turner didn't work out with the Trailblazers. Because Evan Turner is best when he's running point forward, and he mm-hmm. couldn't. You don't do that when you have Dame on your team. Dame and CJ, especially. And CJ, yeah. Because yeah. CJ is the best ball handling shooting guard in the league, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Segway to uh, talk about the Grizz. Yeah, let's talk about the Grizz today. So I want to say this I'm very high on the Grizz. You guys have heard me praise their young talent to no end. Yeah. What happens if Triple J is just out, done, doesn't come back the same? Um, well, it's just a meniscus tear, uh, so it's fine. It's what they said about... Uh... Like <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Boogie's Achilles. Oh, uh, okay, an Achilles is entirely <laughs> different than a meniscus okay derrick rose who tore like three menisci in a week and a half i think i mean yeah i i think there's always that that injury worry with jaren yeah uh, but i mean it's always there with big men yeah it's always there and especially like his frame is so unique where he's so tall and so thin yeah so i think they'll work on bulking him up a little this off season. Yeah, I it, big men are tough when it comes to body type mm-hmm. because you're too big. You're Greg Oden, yeah, and or you're Zion, and your weight just hurts you, or you're too skinny and you're Thon Maker yeah. or Triple J, and and you're just a little too fragile. Yeah. It's it's a tough place to be in. Uh, you got to be, I don't know. Andre Drummond has somehow not been injured in his career, like not majorly anyway. Yeah. And Andre takes care of his body better than yeah. about anyone in the league. I mean, his workout regimen, his diet is its not up there with LeBron necessarily, but it's kind of on that next it's tier. It's in the next tier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Triple J is a phenomenal player. I cannot wait for him to come back. I need to see him, you know not foul out every game. Yeah, and that's what that's what was nice about the bubble. Cause the few games that he was healthy and he didn't get into foul trouble at all during the bubble, I don't think. Uh, he had very good games. Yeah. Kind of stretched in there. Yeah. His first game in the bubble. Oh, his first it, it game seems was like, phenomenal. It seems like this guy's going to be the MIP next year, which he, yeah. he could be. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it depends. Does his meniscus keep tearing? <laughs> Seth is putting entirely too much weight on a meniscus tear. No, Triple J is putting too much weight on his meniscus, <laughs> and that's why it's tearing. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> but also, like, the team as a whole is pretty pretty scary in the next couple years. Yeah. Like, Ja is already looking like a monster. Hot damn. Like, can we talk about the game today where he dropped 
35 points? 35 and eight points was eight it eight assists? assists? Yeah. yeah. Christ. And it, it kind of felt lebron afterwards where they're like, oh, he has a broken thumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, the fans in Memphis really like that because it shows he's his grittiness and stuff, but also, like, I saw some people afterwards go, ah, oh, that's kind of like a LeBron, I broke my hand. That's why I did something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had that thought. It, I'm not going to lie. I didn't take it as an excuse for poor play because he didn't he did play, play so poorly. Well. He played as well as he could have. He had him in a position to win. A couple of shots didn't drop the right way for the Grizzlies, and they went home. Mm-hmm. But he had arguably the best game of his career so far. Yeah. And... Almost, mm-hmm. almost carried a team with their best player or second best player to a win over one of the hottest teams in the NBA in a must-win yep. situation. Speaking of shots not dropping, Dylan Brooks <laughs> is a I, phenomenon. <laughs> I, uh, I understand why Seth does not like Dylan Brooks so much, but <laughs> listen, it's not that I, I don't hate Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks just. For the love of God. <laughs> I I think I'm a bit numb to it because I had Tony Allen on my team for so long. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> and, like, looking at the shots that Dylan takes, I'd rather Dylan take those shots than, say, like, a Tony Allen take an open three. Yeah. But no, Dylan I'm with does you. not take open threes, so. D- he does not. He d- <laughs> if he did, he'd be one of the best shooters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's got a lot of AI in him. He had a decent game today. Yeah. Some... No, he had a he had a good game. He had what 17 21 so. something like that. Yeah. Uh he he scored well. Uh as he does. Yeah. The man just thinks he's Kobe. And he's just not as talented as Kobe. Yeah. He's got 40% of the talent that Kobe did and 100% of the Mamba, which just doesn't work. He, and that's why he shoots, what, 40% yeah. from the field? Yeah. yeah. He had a 20 today. I think his biggest his biggest thing on the court today was defending Dane. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, a, a better job than anyone's done in it's yeah. amazing against Dane. It's amazing when a player scores 31, and you're like, that was a very good defensive game. Yeah. The guy defending him. But, uh, yeah. That reminds me of, like, Iguodala and Kawhi winning <laughs> finals MVP when they helped LeBron. That's exactly what I was thinking. Points. I was like, here we are, shit-talking Dame. <laughs> and now we're just like, you know, he's a lot like LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I really think the Grizz have a very bright future. I think... They're going to be a great team in the in the very near future, and a lot of people have a problem with it because the Grizz are a small market team, mm-hmm. and I mean people just don't get hyped about small market teams unless you're the Spurs. Yeah, and even then, I wouldn't say people get hyped about it. People respect it. People yeah. respect it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the Grizz are going to be great. There's a lot of teams in the West that are young and up and coming that are going to be really really good in a couple years though yeah the mavericks come to mind the suns possibly come to mind if monty Williams god keep if the, doing what he's doing if the bubble suns continue <laughs> yeah and then i mean you've got the kings who i think are going to be very good in a couple of years yeah i think and, marvin bagley has quietly had a really good season yeah i think De'Aaron fox is going to be a top five point guard in, in the league really absolutely and and then you've got the Pelicans. Who... The Hawks are going to be good. That's yeah. the East. I know. That's that's the East, but I just wanted to point them out because okay. I'm from Atlanta. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, and then if the Pelicans, if Zion can just not be as fat as he is, the Pelicans will be <laughs> a very good team moving forward, especially if they can retain Brandon Ingram, which we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Question. All right, let's get a little controversy corner going here. Brandon Ingram, real or fake? His improvement this season. Real or fake? I think it was mostly real. Give me a percentage. I what percent real? 85%. 80 to 85%. Okay. Yeah, I'm about there too. 60. Okay. 60% real. He's Who else is taking shots on that team? I mean, Drew Holiday is taking shots. Zion is taking so many shots when he's in the game. How many games was he in? And when he was in those games, how many minutes did he play? That's That's, definitely fair. That's a fair point, yeah. Um, But, I mean, they had a couple of other guys. Uh, Yeah. Holiday comes to mind. Uh, Favors got... (laughs) A little bit of action. I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> don't. Please don't. Oh, God. I ju- right. I, yeah, I realized you had a good point when I said Derek Favors. Chad's just going to make himself look good. Chad, that's like two heel turns in, a, in like three days. Two immediate. I saw that one happen in real time. Poison. That was so good. I love it. No, I, don't get me wrong. Like, you had J.J. Redick who can hit spot-up threes, and that's it. And you have Drew Holiday who can hit anything that is not a spot-up three. Yep. <laughs> and and he's good, but he's not a number one option. They, had, they used Brandon Ingram as a number one option for most of the season. And yeah. he's on a team where... Who else is carrying that offensive yeah. load? It's, it's mostly him. He's not a super legitimate number one option. Like Yeah. A Donovan Mitchell will be like a Devin Booker currently is. Now, will he get there? Maybe. I am I am so on the fence about it. I am too. I think that his health could be an issue. He's so skinny. I think that he could end up being very fragile. He's had what, the blood clot issue a couple of years ago that reminded me a little bit of Chris Bosh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Brandon e- Ingram well enough, but also... I don't know. I called it when he was drafted. I don't think he's going to be KD because that was the comp yeah. coming out of college. I mean, he's not going to be KD. I don't think he's really going to be close to KD. He's going to be like Toys R Us KD. Yeah. He'll be. Yeah. He could be the number two option on a really, really like great team around him championship team or the number three option on just a big three. That wins a championship. He's going to be Dollar General Kevin Durant. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So I need to do that because I realized Toys R Us did not make sense. <laughs> I was trying to think of something obscure and I could not. So a lot of great teams, a lot of great futures ahead of us for a lot of these young teams. Uh, but the future is right now. And the future that is right now is the playoffs. So... I'm not. I'm gonna do this by the order of which they appear on my phone, on the NBA app, uh, because why the hell not? All right. So first up, we have Lakers versus Damian Lillard. Basically. Yeah. Uh, Lakers in four. I'll go Lakers in five. I think that the Blazers will take an early game. Everyone will get way too excited. And then the Lakers will win a couple of close games because they have closers. 
on that team as well. If I could go Lakers in three, I would. Uh, I'm going to say Lakers in four. Lakers, have they've lost a couple of really key components, but not key components that I think matter in this matchup. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that will matter when it gets down the road to conference finals. More like finals time, finals. yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. conference finals, yeah. To beat the Trailblazers, I don't think... I think I, they. I think it'll drop drop a game because Dame is so hot. But I don't think. But have also, any trouble in this series. Dame has a history of cooling off in the playoffs. He also this has a true. history of getting swept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he's done like four times, I believe. Again, all the respect in the world to Dame. Dame, we are not here to hate you, we except res- for we respect you, except for Luke. I maybe <laughs> Luke kind of hates you, but <laughs> Chap and I are just here to. Kind of hate you, I guess. Just to I don't facts. know. To yeah, out, we're yeah. Balance out the ringer NBA group. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I, let's not even let's not go on with this thinly veiled facade <laughs> of a podcast. This is completely, completely a response to the NBA uh, ringer Facebook group. I will say, I think. Lakers in four, not just because the Blazers just beat the Grizzlies and I want retribution. Uh, I think the Blazers had to play so hard the last few games. Yeah. Gassed. Dude, it's it's rough. I did, today I did look over at uh, Chap and Seth and go, at what point do the Blazers kind of look at this and go, should we rest our starters yeah. today? That was a good point. Um, because... And they didn't have a chance to do that. No. Because the Grizz the stayed so in the close. game. Yeah. 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 Which, again, speaks volumes to the Grizz. Because mm-hmm. I do not think that Portland is a bad team despite yeah. their record. Yeah, I think had Jaron not gotten hurt, we probably would be talking about Memphis. I At very least in another playing game tomorrow or... Yeah. Uh, already in the playoffs, but I mean, you yeah. can say that about Nurkic and Collins. The Blazers might have been too far ahead, too. But moving on, who's going to end up facing the Lakers in the second round? Rockets or OKC? This is maybe the most fun series in the first round. I, You've got CP3 against his old team. Yes. You've got Harden and Westbrook against their old team. Well, Westbrook's out. Yeah, Westbrook is out for at least the first couple of games, it looks like. So it's Houdini-Harden versus OKC. I have uh, the Thunder in seven. Yeah. Because I think this this series is going to be really fun. Um, I do think Small Ball will die because Steven Adams is a monster. Yes. Like, I think he will just have a if, field day. If only they still had Ennis Cantor. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> you just put Twin Towers out there and just go at him. Ennis would feast on the offensive end just I mean, take him out every time against, you get back on defense against, hockey style, just hockey run to the style. Pitch. Against maybe they Tucker, won't notice I mean, <laughs> just have a running sub just just have Ennis Cantor in on offense and then Andre Roberson in on defense <laughs> Lord. every single time I forgot Andre Roberson was a person is He's, he back yet? Yeah, back he is. Okay. after like cool. two and a half years off Respect to that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Wow. I mean, he took a two-and-a-half-year vacation. Well, no, I wouldn't <laughs> call it a vacation. Uh, oh, did he get injured? Yeah. Oh. He's been, 
He hurt for two and a half years. He had some I thought he was injuries. just off in like Maui or something. <laughs> just having the he's, time of his life. He's pulling the Spurs Kawhi. Just, uh, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, the good old Eric Bledsoe. God, Drew Bledsoe. But, or Drew. Uh, I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right. <laughs> okay. I, I think... just call him Drew Bledsoe because of that one series between him and... Uh, Terry Rozier. Yeah, Terry Rozier. <laughs> The third. I do think that uh, when we talk about players that deserve respect in this series, I think CP3 has done an outstanding thing this season. It's a shame he's going to retire without a ring. I think this year might be his best chance. I think it's a shame he's going to retire without a <laughs> ring. I definitely not think this year's his best chance. I mean, even if it is his best chance, it's not a ch- it's, it's it's not, not a chance happen. in which he's going to get a ring. It will more than likely not happen, yes. But unless some just wild shit goes down, and like all of the Lakers getting off of the bus simultaneously snap their legs, <laughs> just clean in half, you have to amputate to get them out of there. Like that's some Tanya Harding stuff. Right there. <laughs> Anything short of that, I think there's no chance. What if? What if? Hear me out. Chris Paul starts snitching on the snitch hotline. <laughs> there we go. Chris now Paul you're... snitches on the Lakers for not wearing their masks, <laughs> and they get suspended for the series. Dude, I'm here for it. I I'm mean, here that for would it. be interesting. Um. Chris Paul would absolutely do that. He would absolutely stoop to that level, which is part of why I love him. I mean, he did have the jersey untucked thing this year, so... Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I also, Luke, have Thunder in seven. It will be a good series. Westbrook coming back in the middle of the series will make it really interesting, but I I think that CP3, Danello, all those guys, I think they get it done. I have Thunder in six. This That's is fair. one of those series yeah. that would be way better if it was played like uh, at the courts. Yeah, I think yeah. Without COVID, this would be a great series. This is one of those series where you could really feel the crowd get into it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and especially, it's a shame. Especially it Westbrook is a damn coming shame. back. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, Westbrook being there, even if he's not playing, Harden being there. Mm-hmm. Mm. CP3 being in Houston. CP3 Ooh. going back to Houston <laughs> where he had two years and did not a hell of a whole lot with it. Um, I mean, they made it to the to the conference finals and to a game seven in the conference he finals was, at that. He was a hamstring away from yeah. the Warriors. So. <laughs> Just a hamstring away. All right, so moving on to the other side of the Western Conference bracket. We've got the Nugs and the Utah Yaz. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of people, again, we're going to remove the thinly veiled, this isn't about the Ringer NBA group. There's a lot of people in the group (laughs) who are saying the Jazz have a chance, and even picking the Jazz to win. I don't see it. They've got... I'm not picking them to win, but I definitely think they have a chance. I really think without Bohan, they're just not a deep enough team, not a good enough team to beat a team like the Nuggets. They've got six guys at most who can play, and that's when Mike Conley shoots over 40% from the field, which has been rare this season. When Jordan Clarkson actually shows up to play, when Joe Ingles shows up to play, and all three of those guys are questionable on if they'll do anything. Luke, I need you to look me in the eyes right now. (laughs) He's only doing this because I'm wearing a Mike Conley shirt right now. (laughs) 
It's not the only reason I'm doing this. I need you to represent Memphis Grizzlies Twitter for let's, me right now. <laughs> let's not go this far. Suck it. <laughs> I'm done. All right. That's, that's as far as I'm going with that. Uh, no comment on the, the Memphis Twitter part. Uh, for context, I got into a, a Twitter war with all of Memphis uh, about a year ago about Mike Conley not being a what was it? Top ten point guard in the no, league. Was, you said he was a league average point guard. I said he was a league average point guard and, who got overpaid and overhyped. Yeah, and then he got traded that day. Actually, he got traded that day. Coincidence? And then went on to do so poorly with the Utah Jazz. I feel really bad. Mike Conley's better than his Jazz tenure. I feel really validated. <laughs> I think I think we give him a year and Mike, see what he does next. Mike year. Conley is exactly as good as his Jazz tenure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's not that bad. But, he's not that bad. But yeah, I don't see the Jazz having much of any chance. I'm actually going Nuggets in four. Wow. Ooh. Wow. I mean, I'm going to take Nuggets in six, but I, I would not be surprised to see go seven games and see the Utah Yaz sneak out a, a series victory on a Joe Ingles three. Ooh. That would be what a if, lot of fun. What if it ended with a Mike Conley three? Luke, you're just standing your old <laughs> You're standing your old guy, and if that I, happens, I will at Memphis Grizzlies Twitter. What, what, what's? I actually know I'm not going to ask that because I – I don't want to out anyone on Twitter. <laughs> I was going to ask for a specific I, handle. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you off the pod. I will at that person okay. and, and admit to my wrongdoing <laughs> and my heresy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Seth. I think Nuggets and Six. Um, I think the resurgence of MPJ. Yes. Uh, in the bubble. Also was a candidate for MIP in the bubble. Yeah. Actually, the correct candidate. We just forgot about him. Full disclosure. Uh, Pull <laughs> Look, I mean, there are a lot of teams when they got to the bubble that became really scary. Like, especially these younger teams. Yeah. Because a large part of younger guys not playing as well, like on the road, is you travel, you're going out places, and you're tired coming into the game. I also, also think- like the sophomore jump. It's yeah. a very real thing. They had five months off. And now we have the bubble I mean, jump. Yeah. Ja came back exponentially better than yeah. the regular season. Ja came if back can... exponentially better. I think MPJ came back better. Yeah. Bull Bull came back with playing time. Um, I think him being healthy yeah. and no one having any tape of what Bull Bull can do. Yeah. Yeah. Is what set him apart, especially those first few. All Time Lord, the, when he got minutes. Time Lord, all of the young Nets. All Ooh, of the all young of the Nets. nets. Whew, all right, let's we, not get into that yet. We are so close to all Nets right. talk. Next, we're so close. Next team, next matchup, Clippers-Dallas. This is this is going to be a very fun series. Yeah, I... Also, Clippers in four. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a Clippers fan and I am low key scared. I I don't think they're going to upset us. I'm almost sure that they won't upset us. Yeah. But also, there's a world where they upset us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, between having Luca, who's you know, God descend upon Earth, let's not go that far. in basketball form. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and we have KP, who's like Satan ascend to Earth in basketball form. <laughs> and, they're, and they're on the same team. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm being incredibly hyperbolic. But those two are very good, and they're a really good one-two punch. Although I do think KP is a tad overhyped, even from his days in in, in New York with the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he been very good in the bubble, which scares me a lot. And then all the role players do exactly what they're supposed to. It's They can all shoot threes. They can all cut pretty well. And Luka just does a great job putting them in positions where they're doing, like each one of them is doing exactly what is their strong suit. Yeah. yeah. Which... Which is scary because they have some pretty good guys. I mean, you have Tim Hardaway who can cut off ball yeah, and and get a good layup like that. He's a good off ball mover. You have Seth Curry who's just really good at shooting threes yeah. and absolutely mm-hmm. nothing else. Maxi Kleber. Maxi Kleber's a body that you can throw at people yeah, you, you and can not throw, have him foul out. Yeah, throw him at people on defense. He can shoot threes on offense. He can rim, rim run a little bit. Kind of yeah. like a poor man's Dwight Powell. Yep. Um, I mean, they're a good team. They they genuinely are a good team. I feel like they're one year and a piece away from being real championship contenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm a little bit scared that that one year has already kind this of happened year. because of the bubble um, beca- or because of the layoff. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm I not know. super I, sold I, on it. I'm going to say Clippers in six. Um, I I think that the it could be Clippers in four. It could be Dallas in six. I I don't know. This is one of the harder series. I I don't know what's going to happen in this series. Yeah, I have I have Clippers in five. I think the Mavs get some good playoff experience for the uh, for the future. Uh, what I think is going to be a very deep run next year. Yeah, towards a conference finals maybe. Um, but Kawhi and PG. But Kawhi and PG. And Trez. Yeah, I was about to say, not to mention Trez and Lou Will. Peace be upon him. Uh, Our lord and savior of strip clubs everywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good team. It's not the deepest team in the league, Mm -hmm. but deep to star power ratio is probably the best in the league, in my opinion. It is actually the deepest team in the league. Is it? Yes, they have 17 guys who should be they have in rotations, if you include the G League. I don't. You're talking about the I mean, Clippers? Yeah. yeah. They have uh, Jermichael Green, so... <laughs> <laughs> they legitimately have at least 15 guys who should be in rotation somewhere. Terrence Mann, Rodney, Rodney Magruder, Joakim Noah probably will not get any I, minutes. Yeah, I was just saying, I do yeah. not agree with Joakim Noah being someone who should still be in rotation. Uh, That's fine. I think he gives you... And I'm not sure I agree with Mann. I'll give you Rodney Gruder, for sure. Because the dude can shoot. I think the Clippers picking up Joakim was more of a AD stopper, just in case one of them gets into foul trouble. Also fair. But Throw him out and just have him foul AD. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's a bad defender. I mean, yeah. Uh, he's just not as quick as he used to be. No. Like, I mean, if this was, what, 2000, 
10 oh, that'd be Joakim Noah. <laughs> I just, yeah, that'd be insane. That, uh, um, but it's not. No. It's not. But oh boy. Boys, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the Nets. Baby, let's go. <laughs> okay. So we got the Nets versus the Raptors. Let's get this out of the way. The Nets were losing four or five in this series. Probably four. I have the Nets in four, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. That's no. a ridiculously hot take. <laughs> no, I'll just play it. I, ha- I have Raps in six, probably. Oh, wow, it's still pretty hot. No, yeah. that's still a pretty hot take. I'm not going to lie. Have, did you not see Karis LeVert and Joe Harris just go off the other day? I mean, yeah, they're those two guys are very good. Jarrett Allen has played great in the bubble. And then all of the guys I have never heard of and whose names I cannot pronounce on that team <laughs> have played – also incredibly well in the bubble. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what to do with that team because they, they could steal a couple of games. Hey, you know what's Rivers. in the bubble? The playoffs. <laughs> I'm not getting where you're going, but... The bubble nets have been amazing. <laughs> we are still in the bubble. I'm just saying they have a chance. They don't have a chance to win this series, but it will be fun. But they do have a chance to win the championship. Well, everyone has a chance to win the championship. <laughs> We're, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Karis LeVert will, could average 30 in this series. I, I genuinely think. He could have averaged 30 for his career in the 70s. Whoa, now. <laughs> Are you telling me he doesn't belong in the 70s? I think this entire Nets team, Sands, Kyrie, and KD, DeAndre Jordan, should all have played in the 70s. I mean, yes. Also, you could put Kyrie with the afro in that camp as well. That's also yeah. true. He would, get, he would go right in with the hippie movement. But specifically, God, I would aesthetically, have. Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen should have been a sixth and seventh man in the 70s and it would have been so much fun to watch <laughs> but alas but alas they were born in the 90s rip the 90s <laughs> so for this series i have raptors in five i think they still, okay i think the nets steal one game just based off how hard they play yeah and i think they can crack crack the the raptors d at least once um, legitimate question. Legitimate it. question. Can the Raps repeat this year? Yes. It's a very, yeah. I think with the hiatus, I think they can. I agree. All right, moving on. Celtics 76ers. Celtics are four. Celtics and, I'm going to say Celtics and five. I think they'll take one because now they have spacing. Sabaloni, Celtics in four. four. <laughs> it's another ringer thing. Uh, I have Celtics in five. I think, uh, watch out, this is the hottest take you'll hear. All right. Uh, the 76ers without Ben Simmons will be better. Yes. Because they I, will just feed Joel Embiid. I could not agree more. I do not think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid work together. I have asked this question in the Facebook group before. 
How do you build around Ben Simmons? I can't figure it out. Like, maybe you surround him with just 3 and D shooters. But even then, I'm kind of like, eh. Here's, here's a thought. What if you make him Jokic, but who can't shoot? Like, just have him actually play center. If you have him actually play center, I like, the thing is, I don't think that he will. I don't think that he would be willing to do it. You also run into, like, where would Joel fit there? I mean, this is a theoretical world. This is building around Ben They don't play on the same team. Yeah. The 76ers trade him, whatever. I think he's just, like, magic a little. But at least magic could shoot from 15 feet. That's true. (laughs) Like, he couldn't shoot threes to save his life, but, man, you take two steps inside the three-point line, and he can shoot. Ben Simmons, if he's outside of the paint, I if the ball leaves his hand, it's either a brick or a pass. There are times when teams just do not defend him anywhere within the mid-range in three. Yeah. And it's honestly a great idea. Yes. Yeah, I mean... You will never see him get box and one. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I don't think I agree with you guys that they would... They will be better without Simmons because you do lose a lot on the defensive end. I mean, that's fine. Everyone can be wrong once in a while. They can't really play a transition game at all without Simmons on the court. That's. Um, I disagree. You still have Tobias Harris. You still have Jay Richardson. You still have Shake Milton. Shake Milton. Shake Milton can shoot, man. He hit a dagger in the bubble. I, I I would not... Be mad at all if Shake Milton was on my team and pulled up from three in transition. I wouldn't be mad because I think he can hit the shot. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I don't think the 76ers, I don't think they're very good this year, anyways, because they lost Jimmy Butler. They lost, I mean, they overpaid for Tobias Harris and Al Horford, which I'm, I love Al Horford. I wish the Celtics could have kept him. But also... He does not fit on that team. He does um, not fit on that team. And he's regressed. They literally... I'm pretty sure they paid him so that they didn't have to play against him. Because he was the because best Joel Embiid stopper. He was the best Joel Embiid stopper in the league. Period. You're, you're right. Yeah. This is true, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I feel validated. The I only reason that. I say that they're worse, is be, or that they'll be better, is because we have the Joel Embiid effect feasting on the Celtics with a lack of a decent big. That's, yeah. Put out Time Lord, I'm telling you. I just... (laughs) Alright, so now we have what is also in contention for the most fun matchup in the first round. And that's the Pacers and the Heat. I am so excited to see Jimmy Buckets and TJ Warren just go at each other for seven straight games. I am also super excited to see... TJ Warden and Jimmy Buckets go at each other for five straight games. <laughs> I have it at a five or six. I couldn't pick on this one. You guys both have the heat, I assume? Yeah, yeah. the heat. Easily. I'm going oh, to throw a heater oh. here. I got the Pacers. Chad, I, this is two takes that you're just wrong on. <laughs> like, it's not... Jimmy Butler is the best player in this series. Ben Adebayo might be the second best player in this series. That's it's debatable between him, Oladipo, and Warren. I think, but yeah. yeah, I think the Pacers are just deeper, especially when they're healthy, like they finally are now. You've got Malcolm Brogdon, you've got 
uh, Victor Oladipo, TJ Warren in the starting lineup. Sabonis, unfortunately, is hurt right now. Yep. I've heard that he's probably not going to play in the playoffs at all, which is sad. But And then you've got Turner starting at center, and then you've got like the Holiday brothers and several other guys who can play coming off the bench. I think the Pacers are good. I just also think Jimmy Buckets is going to hate T.J. Warren. Yeah. And when you get a rage-induced Jimmy Butler, I don't think you can stop him anything short of LeBron James. Jimmy Butler's the GOAT when he's mad. That's a good argument for this. (laughs) I think the Pacers are the better team, at least. That's fair. I think think Bam Adebayo would give uh, Turner some trouble. I think Tyler Harrow... If he gets hot, could be a problem. If he doesn't get hot, is probably the biggest liability that the Heat have. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Buckets is going to get his one way or another, and now he's mad because TJ Warren. And I don't know, Goran Dragic is there. Yeah. And I mean, he's Goran Dragic. I think it'll be a very good series one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. I have the Pacers, partially because we haven't disagreed on anything yet. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, we will end up disagreeing very soon after this next matchup, probably. All right, Bucks versus Magic. Uh, do I even have to go? It's Bucks. And it's four. it's Bucks. And Bucks four. and four. Bucks and four. All right, moving on. All right, Lakers versus uh, OKC. Lakers and six. Yeah, I think that's fair. OKC and seven. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's a spicy take. That is a heater. It's a spicy take. But they're missing very key players to me in this matchup. Mostly on the defensive end. So they're missing Rondo and they're missing Avery Bradley. Who are two two very good perimeter defenders. Yes. And they're going up against a team that's spearheaded on the perimeter by SGA and CP3. Yeah, and Schroeder off the bench. These and guys, Schroeder off the bench. We talk about the Celtics having three, like three twenty-point scores. First time in a long time that's happened. Yeah, these guys have three eighteen-point scores, all at the guard position. Yep, and the Lakers can't defend it. I mean, and not only that, but we have Andre Roberson, who's going to be there to lock up. You know, Danny Green and uh, J.R. Smith. We have Nerlens Noel, who can be a defensive menace and make AD work for it on the offensive end. And then we also have Danilo Gallinari, who's going to make AD yeah. work for it on the defensive end. Yeah. Like, AD is going to be run ragged in this matchup. And so it all hinges on how well does playoff LeBron play and can, can that overcome Chris Paul... SGA, Nilo, and Steven Adams. Yeah. I think they will give the Lakers trouble. I think they'll take a couple of games. I let, let me put this. I, I think until the conference finals, this is the only game I think the Lakers could reasonably lose. Yeah. I mean I think the Rockets could also give them trouble if Westbrook was healthy. I this is a this is a big tester for I, LeBron. Yeah, this is a big tester for what LeBron can do in the West. Yeah. Um I'm I'm excited for that matchup. Uh if the Rockets come through somehow, I think Lakers in four. Yeah. I I just I don't think the Lakers 
have what it takes to to beat this Lakers team. That the, the I don't think the Rockets have what it takes to beat this Lakers team. Uh, but all right, moving on to the next one, we have the Nugs versus the Dallas Mavericks, or or the or, or the Clippers, Clippers if the Clippers is, somehow get past the Mavs. The we all picked the Clippers, I think. <laughs> so I'm confused right now, but I will take the Clippers. In yeah, that's fair. In seven, actually, I take them in six. Um, I just, I, I don't think Gary Harris and Jamal Murray can play against Kawhi and PG. Yeah, Clippers in five. Yeah, <laughs> Clippers that's in fine. five. Yeah, I think Will Barton is a good guy to throw on either Kawhi or PG on defense, but he can't guard both of them. Yeah, yeah. and PJ. It's- isn't equipped to guard to guard either of them yet in his career. He might yeah. get there, but yeah, that's fair. You're gonna play a lot of who do you want to win tonight? Like who do you want to score the most tonight with them? Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving back to the East, we end up with the Celtics versus the Raptors. This is gonna be one of the most fun series in the playoffs. I think this is going to be the best second round series. Ooh, yeah. I I have not decided on this one yet. You guys go first. This is like when I'm at dinner and I have to call the waitress <laughs> to get everyone else's order first. Yep. I will go Raptors in seven. Okay. Just because they've been there. They've they've had the experience of going to the finals. Mm-hmm. Even without Kawhi, I think they're a really good team. I think that Jason, that Tatum, and uh, Jalen might need another year mm-hmm. to kind of fully get there. But... This will be a really fun series. Seth, you're turning red. <laughs> I'm going to go Celtics in seven. Okay. Um, I think Jason Tatum, like he had one rough game in the bubble, but outside of that, he has looked phenomenal. What? <laughs> I mean, I heard a lot of Jason Tatum's the GOAT uh, when they played the Grizzlies. So. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> he, had, he had a really rough time against... The Milwaukee Bucks, mm. as would be expected yeah. when you're being defended by Giannis. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brown has kicked it up a notch in the bubble. Kimba is doing what Kimba does. He's being a leader and a playmaker, and he can still shoot. Gordon Hayward is looking good. We have, I don't know, I, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I, I do not think that either team has a very clear, distinct advantage over the other one. Yeah. Uh, but I think Celtics, because the Celtics have made it to uh, almost the finals. They made it to Game 7 of the conference finals without their two best players. Yeah. yeah. And this is, while this is not the same team, it's still the same core of guys that mm-hmm. made it that far. Yeah. Plus Kimba. Plus Kimba, minus Scary Terry. Yeah. I... Luke, I'll have what you're having. It's tough. I'll go playoff experience, wraps in seven. It, I, it's a flip of coin. See, yeah. I, the reason I'm a little iffy on the playoff experience is because before last year, all the Raptors had ever done was get to the second round and then lose to LeBron. That's true. <laughs> this is true. And so one year being carried by Kawhi Leonard, I don't think, gives you that much of an experience edge over a Boston Celtics team who's been deep into the playoffs three years in a row. Yeah. 
That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so moving on, we have Bucks versus Pacers and or Heat. And I don't really think it matters which one is playing because Bucks in five, maybe six. Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take Bucks in four, maybe. I, yeah. I, yeah. Depending on who the team is, yeah. Yeah, if it's Bucks versus Pacers, Bucks in four, maybe five. It's Bucks versus Heat, Bucks in five, maybe six, in my the, opinion. This is if Giannis Just because they have more size. Anything. Yeah, this is if Giannis doesn't headbutt anyone else. But yeah, Bucks yeah. in like five. Yeah, four, I think that yeah. he would give the Bucks more trouble because of that bio, and he's... I could see him being the best Giannis stopper in the East, maybe. Um, I'd have to think about that a little Butler? bit. Butler? No. no. Oh. Adebayo. Oh, bam. Yeah. Yeah. Not Jimmy. He's not. Yeah, he I was about to say, he's size. not big enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bucks in four, probably. Maybe five. Yeah. All right. So our two LA teams. And or OKC. But our, we're, well, for simplicity's sake and because we're going way over time. Are two LA teams, Clippers in six. I will go Clippers in six as well. I will go Clippers in six. That's a unanimous I, sweep. That means Clips in four. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> um, I choose the Clippers just because Kawhi has stopped LeBron before, and I think yeah. that it'll happen again. Yep. I think he's stopped LeBron before. I think PG has played very well against LeBron before. That 2013. That 2013 Pacers team is up there as one of the best single season teams. That that was so much fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) That series, the seven game series in the Eastern Conference Finals right before Miami had the crazy series against the Spurs. Yeah. Was super underrated. Roy Hibbard was playing out of his mind. Roy <laughs> Hibbard was playing, playing out like out a mind. like a defensive player of the year. Yes, George Hill was playing out of his mind. It was awesome. Lance, Lance Stevenson, <laughs> God, Woo! God. All right, so on to the East. We'll go Raptors versus Bucks. I could um, I could see this go either I, way. Honestly, this could go either way. Yeah. I do not think the I think the Bucks have a cakewalk until this point. Yes. Yeah, which in my opinion, I said Bucks in four, which means at this point they've been sitting out a week yeah. or more, which could actually be detrimental. Um I, I understand rest, but you also get out of rhythm. You're not mm-hmm. playing actual competition, things like that. They'll have a couple of in-team scrimmages, but you can't match that intensity level. I yeah. I think I'm gonna go Raptors, probably in seven. Mm. Um, this is interesting. I think this will be Giannis's biggest test for sure in the playoffs. I think. Um, Bucks and seven off a ridiculous last second shot by ooh by who um, let's go Giannis with like just a ridiculous bouncer kind of like uh, what Kawhi did to the 76ers last season that is super specific and I love it <laughs> I love that alright so if we have the Raptors then Shouts out to Steve Sabaloni, Bucks and Six. Um, 
I mean, I don't know what you want from me. I, I, Toronto has a better outside outside shooting team, but the Bucks' size and the inability for anyone on that team to stop Giannis from getting wherever he wants on the court, yeah, I I think is just insurmountable. Like looking at what bigs they have, I mean, Marcus All is not what he used to be on defense. Yep. So it's they have Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Who's good, but I mean, he's not going to stop Giannis. Yeah. You have Spicy P, who's, again, not going to stop Giannis. They don't have anyone quick enough laterally. Yeah. Who's also big enough. The closest thing is probably OG Ananobi, but he's just not big enough. Yeah. I think think you just play off Giannis. I think you just let him have it, and you guard everyone else. Okay, but you have a guaranteed three from Ursan Ilyasova. You have, uh, you have threes coming from George Hill. Yeah. You have Chris Middleton, Chris, Mi- Chris Middleton, who when he decides to just get hot is impossible yeah. to stop. Chris Middleton this season has statistically been a notch better than PG in almost every category. Yeah, which is remarkable he's arguably a top 10 player in the league and people mm-hmm. don't recognize him as chris such. middleton is amazing and as a celtics fan he's made me cry on numerous occasions i remember thinking this offseason that they overpaid him but looking at what he is now you were wrong old yeah, takes exposed <laughs> yeah <laughs> Whew, old takes exposed all right but that being said if it's the celtics steve sabaloni Celtics in four. <laughs> um, but that leads us to the finals matchup, which is going to be Clippers versus, versus either Bucks. Raptors or Bucks. Yeah. Or the Celtics. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Celtics <laughs> could make it. Yeah. If it's Raptors, it's going to be Clippers, no doubt. Yeah. Four or five. Well, absolutely. If the Lakers make it to the finals versus the Raptors, I honestly think the Raptors could take it in six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, regardless of if it's the Raptors or the Bucks, I'm going to say Clippers in six for this series. Oof. Good choice. That's a tough one. I think I'm going to go Clippers in seven. Okay. Because it's going to be wild. If Giannis makes it to the finals, I don't know how nuclear he's going to go. Yeah. My, my one question with Giannis on that biggest stage when – the refs don't blow the whistle as often is will the hardened playoff effects take place where he's not getting to the line and he can't quite do what he's used to doing and does that frustrate him if he does frustrate him is that a good thing or a bad thing there's a lot of questions with a guy's first finals run um lebron didn't handle his first couple of finals runs well um i don't yeah. know we'll see what happens i will ask a uh, chap since you're the clippers expert uh, who would they put on Giannis? That's a good question. And the answer is Kawhi. <laughs> it's always Kawhi. It, it's likely Kawhi. Kawhi, PG, Kawhi and PG would like do a lot with him, and I think they would honestly play a zone and just have yeah. Zubat sitting in the paint. Yeah. Um, and then when Harold's in the game. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, I think... Man, like on the perimeter, make sure you keep uh, Kawhi because Kawhi is fast enough laterally to stay in front of him. Mm-hmm. And if and if Giannis does get around him, I mean he's running into 
Zubak or Montrez. Yeah, and Montrez... While smaller... He's not tall enough to go up and like contest Giannis at the rim, in my opinion. I no. think Zubak is better suited for that role. When Montrez isn't in the game, you've got to just lock... Kawhi or PG-1 has to lock him up on the perimeter. Yeah. And they'll give up a couple of open threes that way. He'll drain a few open threes, but... Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, Bucks probably not going to win it all, uh, if I had to guess. But, I mean, if, if it was Bucks versus Lakers, I, I, I have to go Bucks in six. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great playoff. There's at least four or five teams who could win the title, arguably six or seven teams who could win the title. Um, now, if anyone else from the East makes it other than the Bucks or the Raptors, so if it's the Nets, the Celtics, I know it's not going to be the Nets, but if somehow that we can, happened. We can hope. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the Nets, Celtics, 76ers, literally anyone else, Lakers would sweep. Yeah. Just, I mean, easy. Easy money. The Celtics might take a game or two off of them. Yeah, maybe. I we don't have anyone that's gonna be able to stop eighty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would have eighty would average what Dame is averaging right now. I think Jalen Brown would slow LeBron down a little bit, but like he's not gonna stop him. Yeah, and then I mean, we do have when he's trying to play offense. We do have Marcus Smart though. Marcus Smart would probably be the guy they put on eighty. Actually. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I would feel confident in his ability to guard AD. <laughs> AD would, like, just have some turnaround jumpers that Smart couldn't do much about. But yeah. That's the biggest thing. I, I don't but think you, AD could You just do not Marcus. move Marcus Smart in the paint. <laughs> that man is <laughs> built like a block of cinder. <laughs> For listeners out there, I do understand that Seth and I stand Marcus Smart, but we're right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've looked at the analytics. I've looked at the tape. Science says Marcus Smart is actually a center. A 6-3-6-4 center. This is an argument that you'll never win against these two. So, <laughs> don't, don't try to argue with Do them. not come at us. You can if you want to, but we're going to win this argument. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I've got game footage I will show you in, in defense of Marcus Smart at center. It, it's, it frustrates me to this day that Stevens doesn't start him at center. Amen. Have him do the jump ball, even. I, I, I'm 100% serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is a good first app. We're the Flagrant Three. Thanks for listening.